Good morning, everybody. It's so good to see you all. Doesn't it feel just in the last um, few weeks, I'm sure they'll sort out the boom in a moment. Doesn't it just feel in the last few weeks as we speak, particularly around children and around God's heart and in trying to help kids in need, just feels to me like we're so close to the Father's heart. So close to the Father's heart. I mean, this is how he identifies. Can you change mics or is this one okay? I don't know who's on. It's all right. This is how he identifies himself so regularly as the father caring for his children. Jesus looks out over Jerusalem and says, I long to gather you as a mother hen gathers little chicks and I long to pull you near when he sees the, the future of what's coming for them. And it's just so, so good to hear from you guys. So thank you, Kin Culture Youth Outreach, this morning for making time to come and join us. Um, we heard a, a challenge that there's been some half men who've done half marathons and half Ironman for you guys. I'm sure we've got some full men in this house who can do the full, the full Ironman carrying the, carrying the banner for you guys. So if, you've, if that's on your heart, go for it. I'm not going to do it, but you guys go for it. If you've never met me before, if you knew, uh, my name's Paul. I'm the lucky guy along with my wife. We get to lead a leadership team here. Isn't it crazy in a church this big? We have nearly 40, I think it's 45 or 47 people currently in leadership roles. Life group leaders, youth leaders, kids' church, just across the board. That's a phenomenal, that's more than 25% of our people leading. I want to say well done. I want to say you guys are absolutely amazing. And we're just so excited to see what God's stirring and doing in our hearts. Would you turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 4 this morning? This morning is not an ordinary morning, it's a morning where it's a bittersweet moment where we get to say goodbye in a sense to Josh and Sands who've been eldering here and part of this from the very beginning when this church was planted in September 2009, they were one of the very, they were part of the eldership team that actually launched this and have been here every single, not every single Sunday but nearly every single Sunday since then. Um, some of you here might not know them. I just ask you to bear with us in this particular um, area. But at the same time, I actually want to say to you, if you don't know them, you have front row seats to a beautiful family moment this morning, a moment where we can honor them and praise God for the work that they've um, built into this foundations of this church. So in 1 Peter 4, we're going to read from verse 8 together. It'll come up on the screen, so if you haven't found it yet, give up and just follow me on the screen. Verse 8, above all... Love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. I want to run a, a, do a quick run through this verse. We don't have much time and I've actually asked Josh and Sands to share with us this morning just some of their learnings from their time with us and things that they want to point us as a community to in the future, saying, don't miss out, you're here for now, let's get stuck in. So we're going to get to them in a, in a moment. But I want to run through this verse, and just the very first verse in chapter, in verse 8, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Man, how many of you need a multitude of sins covered over in your own life? Can I have an amen, like, a, like an actual amen? I mean, that, we should all be able to say amen to that. 
And love comes into our lives. And our love is broken into our lives. But I don't want to spend much time there. I just wanted to point it out. And then I want to point out that the difference between hospitality versus entertainment. It's so encouraging for me when I look back 2,000 years when Paul's writing this letter that people were already grumbling about hospitality. They were already complaining about having people in their home. Their house wasn't quite clean enough. That They didn't have the right crockery and cutlery. They couldn't cook very well. They hadn't finished the paint job. They hadn't put the pool in. Whatever it was that's stopping you from being hospitable was there right in the beginning when Paul was writing this. Stop grumbling. Be hospitable. Be open with your home. And I'm concerned that, we've, that, that many gifts of hospitality are sitting here in our midst. There's students who are desperate to get into your homes. And, we, and we've been tricked into non-expression. By this pressure for the perfect home. Hospitality is this. Here's my home. Come enjoy it. With my five children running all around and jumping all over you and making mess. Entertainment is come and see my home. I want to challenge you this morning. Be hospitable, not entertaining. Don't come see my home. Come join in the fun. Come make dinner with us. Come change nappies. Please, Jesus, change nappies. (laughs) Anytime, any day, you're welcome. And then I want to just a quick shout out to those of you who are doing this beautifully, including you, Josh and Sands. I'm going to speak about that just now. Those of you who are showing hospitality, I commend you. I want to breathe wind into your sails. Keep going. Keep doing it. It's a God thing. Then where I really want to focus my next kind of 10 minutes this morning is, is, is a godly sandwich. Pardon my corny metaphor, but the, verse 10 says, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And as I read that, I had this, this picture of these slices of bread, right? And I'll explain it to you now. So the first slice of bread is this, whatever gift you have received, that's the first piece of the sandwich, whatever gift you have received, what's sitting in your hands, Luke? What's in your hands? Craig, what's in your hands? Yanka, Ira, what's in your hands? God gives us unique gifts that we are meant to express. That's what's implied in this text. The gift that's in your hand, the gift that you have received. And then I'm going to go jump down to the second slice of bread because the filler is where we want to get to at the end. But the second slice of bread is this. When we see people functioning in the gifts that they have received, we see grace administered in its various forms. Do you know that one size doesn't fit all when it comes to grace? Do you know that there's people who just need a different response at where they're at in their lives? Some people going through terrible brokenness, going through divorce. They need a kind of grace that some people in this room can give that I can't give. Some people facing tragedy, they need a kind of grace which not all of us can give them. Some people needing business advice. God knows there's some of you who shouldn't be giving that out. And there's all these different forms of grace that come and play into people's lives. And so that's the second, the second slice of this piece of bread. And, and we, we cannot become a superstar culture as a church where, where there's a few people that are sorely missed when they're away. And the rest of the people, well, it's kind of incidental. Whether you're here or not, it's kind of okay. We don't really miss you. That is not the biblical mandate for church. The biblical mandate for church is that when you wake up in the morning and you find your finger missing, there's a problem. When you're putting your shoes on, when you're getting ready for work and you find the two toes dropped off in your bed last night, there's a problem. This is the biblical metaphor of what church ought to be, that we need every single part of the body. Some of you this morning, you're sitting there and I know that you think, I am worthless. 
I know that you're sitting there and think this church doesn't need me. And I want to challenge you from scripture that you are needed. Every single part of the body, if we build, if we will build in this godly pattern, we will miss each other when our gifts are not coming to bear. So that's the other side. So you've got my one slice on the top. You've got every person has received a gift. At the bottom of the sandwich, we've got administered grace in its various forms. And then in the middle of that little thing, do you see what it says in verse 10? You have received, so each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. That's how the gifts are unlocked into various grace. There's there's gifts which have died and gone to the grave and never unlocked any various grace. The various grace is, is, is released as faithful men and women make decisions to inconvenience their lives to say, I'm going to take the gifts that God has given me and I'm going to work with them and I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to administer by God's power grace of various kinds, not just into this body that's sitting here, but into the community as well. Eugene Peterson, I think it is, calls it anointed plodding. Year after year, anointed plodding. Grace in its various forms. And then I love how this verse ends. And I mean, I could, we could spend weeks looking at this one Peter text. It's so beautiful. But I love the, the why behind the what. You always got to ask the why. So why do we do this? Well, the why is in the, the very end, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So with that in mind, I want, to, I want to speak about this wonderful couple. Josh and Sands, you've demonstrated so beautifully the scripture, th- this scripture, 1 Peter, in your lives. You've, in particular, in the last eight and a half years that you've been here in Stellenbosch, I mean, some of the journey, you guys, you guys would have no idea, but nine years ago when this church was planted, or eight and a half years ago, Josh and Sands were based in Somerset West on, on team there, on eldership there with Pete and Jan and, and other guys. I wasn't on eldership yet, neither was Ollie was our first elder here, so you weren't yet. And um, they, after a little while, they, they joined immediately, but after a little while, sold their home there, brought three, three young men. I haven't seen your boys, some of your boys here today. Where are you? There's Nath, Seacat, thank you. It's good to have you here. And then they faithfully elded in this church for all these years. And I must say, not in a paid capacity, but over and above the normal hectic rhythms of life. Some of them more hectic than the rhythms of, of each of our lives. Josh was flying up to Joburg every second week. It's hectic. Let me ask a quick question this morning. How many of you, when we think about this, these pieces of bread, use whatever gifts you have received, Josh and Sandy, whatever gifts you have received, to administer grace in its various forms by being faithful stewards, how many of you, by a show of hands, have been hosted by Josh and Sandy in their home? Just a show of hands around the room. Look at that. Incredible. See, that's, that's called the hospitality side. That's called the gift that God has placed in their hands being administered in various forms of grace to those around them. And I'm telling you, this is one of the ingredients that has formed the cement for the foundations of this church. What we're walking in today, some of the cement is from what you guys have done. 
How many of you have been in a, in a place where you needed some time? Maybe you were hurting or struggling. Maybe you just needed a, a diary moment where you could get with Josh and Sands. How many of you have had any of those kind of encounters over the last, over the last years? Get some hands up for me. Anybody? Anybody? There, I see. Yes, you're all saved now. Great. Thank you, Jesus. That's, that's, part of the, that's part of their shepherding heart. That's the heart of shepherd. One of the primary functions of what the Bible calls eldering is that they've taken so seriously that those entrusted to them in their care, they've made time for. Guys, when I look at how much time and energy you have devoted into this congregation, I'm so grateful for a man and a woman and Nate, you guys, the boys, and your wives now, and your brothers, you can pass this on to them, who sacrificed a lot of convenience, a lot of convenience, in order to pursue what you know that God has called you to. I'm sure that there were many, many nights when instead of having people in your home, you would have rather watched a movie, or had a date night, or hung out. Sandy, I know that you've paid a huge price for Josh being involved, but then over and above that, I know you've paid a personal price of prayer, of time, of effort, of working through some of your own weaknesses and struggles and and, and pushing forward into things which are very difficult at times. And I want to publicly commend you and thank you for stepping into the gifts that you have done so. Josh, I, I think of the hours and hours and hours you've poured into our elders' meetings, into praying for people here in the room. I think of the strategic mind that you've brought. Josh and I were laughing, I flagged with one of the, I think it was Kin Culture, around the need for administrative documentation. This is Josh's baby. Josh is like, he comes alive when you give him like this administrative stuff. And he's put together our constitution. He's put together um, stuff around our finance team, our HR team. It's just like, it's like a dog on a bone with this stuff. It's been amazing. And I want to thank you. If we, if we had to pay this couple 100 rand for every hour, even 50 rand for every hour that they've poured out into the life of this church, we would have been broke long, long ago. And that's the truth. That's the truth. So I think you've got to be absolutely blind not to see their love for the local church. And we commend you for that. But then I believe that these gifts are not just given for us. These gifts that 1 Peter talks about, the gifts that we have received and the grace that we administer in its various form goes beyond just our local church. And Josh and Sands, I want to commend you because we've seen such evidence of this in your lives. For those of you who don't know them, Ollie actually in his preach last week mentioned what Josh's, Josh and Sands have primarily moved up to Hrabo. This is what they've gone to do, is that Josh is, is, is working with an organization called Pixar, and their, their goal or their heart is an organization that, that's fighting to help low-income farm workers to get out of the grip of the debt mongers. That's what they're trying to do, to free up money for personal savings, and then, this is Josh's heart, to provide accessible and affordable health care. Now, this is not something that started last week. Since I've known Josh, every time he opens his mouth and you ask him, what's your dream for the future? Accessible health care for those who can't afford it. That's what's been coming out of his mouth for years and years. Sandy, for the vast majority of the, of the last 18 months, has served largely in a non-salaried position at Calmore High. If any of you have ever been there, it's not the easiest place in the world to volunteer your time. In fact, Sands, I actually asked um, Karen, Karen, if she, the, the headmistress, if she would write a letter, and I've got it here for you, but just a, just a couple of excerpts from it. It is with sheer pleasure that I wish to commend on the character of Sandy Fisher. I came to know Sandy in 2006 when she was substituted in the post of an English teacher. During her tenure at school, I observed her profound passion for the learners of Calmore High School. 
Due to her attentiveness, she was able to sense where the learners experienced difficulty with regard to their difficult social circumstances. She would walk the extra mile to deal with their issues, either emotional or spiritually. The learners had a great rapport with her as she portrays a real motherly figure. Due to her honesty, deep sense of loyalty and responsibility, Sandy etched for herself a deep niche, 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 how do you say it? Niche. I love it, thank you. In the hearts of the staff members and the school community as a whole, the members of staff are impressed with her sincere Christian lifestyle. She was a source of inspiration, a lady who epitomized integrity and sincerity. Sandy, thank you for your unselfish commitment. During the time that you walked the extra mile to assist us at school, despite the fact that we couldn't pay you more for your services rendered, you have lived up to the word of God and he will greatly reward you in abundance. May goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. What, a, what an endorsement. What a beautiful thing to be able to read. I tried to call Sandy this week and she was busy. So I asked her when I got hold of her what she was busy doing. She's been in Krabo for two or three weeks and she's already, she, was, she couldn't answer my call because she's enrolled in, in some Kosa um, help program where they're helping 10 young women. And, and, and Sands, it didn't surprise me in the least because when a tree is busy bearing fruit, you can take it from Stellenbosch and you can move it up to Krabo or you can move it into Cape Town, you can move it wherever you want to go. That tree is going to continue to bear fruit. And that's been the story, not just with us, but actually of, of your track record of your lives. That's been the story. So Josh and Sands, I was praying for you this week, and I want to encourage you not to go into early retirement. I really do. I felt a pressing sense that God has got much more for you to do still. I I want to leave you with this. It's a very well-known scripture, but it was impressed on me in prayer for you in Philippians 3 verse 13. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And I can guarantee you that if you do that, Chrubo will not ever be the same. It probably won't just by you being there. But if you do this, even more so. And so this morning, guys, we get to honor them. We get to thank them. We get to, to commend them. Or I get to commend them as an example for us to follow. And say, so what, what are we going to do with our gifts? And this morning, we get to look into the middle of the sandwich. And here sitting before us are faithful stewards that I want to commend to you. And, it, and it's appropriate. It's appropriate to take time and to do this this morning. 1 Thessalonians five twelve. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. You guys, Stellenbosch is a better place because you've been here for nine years. You've left the mark and we will endeavor to do all we can in Christ to run from the foundations that you guys have laid here. Thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And then the the why behind the what. So that, it says in 1 Peter, in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. As we celebrate Josh and Sandy, we know and they know that God gets the praise. 
He's the gift giver in the first place. He's the one who placed hospitality, who placed caring, who placed shepherding, who placed strategic gifts in their hands. He's the one who takes us when we're weak and makes us strong. He's the one who enables us to push through our frailties and clothes us with power from on high when we don't feel like we can go one more step in the task that he's laid up for us. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory forever and ever. Steph couldn't be with us this morning, but he sent. Steph leads our, our congregation in Somerset West and has um, led Josh and Sands as well over these years. And he sent a letter. Dear Josh, dear Josh and Sandy, I remember the first time I met you and your family. It was at a picnic after a family camp at Simmonsburg here in Stellenbosch. You guys were so weird. And I remember leaving the picnic feeling a bit puzzled. The reason was, rather than skating around the perimeter of the, of the foreign New Gen community, you guys plonked yourselves right in the middle, set up a blanket and started feeding people and chatting with everyone like they were long lost friends, but you didn't know them. This was your first Sunday with us and it was so counterintuitive. Needless to say, it left a lasting impression on me. Throughout your years at New Gen, both as serving as saints and as elders, you have opened your home, your lives and your hearts to everyone who came across your path. The Kramers, that's... Steph, the guy I'm reading from, the Kramers and many, many others have been the happy beneficiaries of this incredible Fisher gift of hospitality. This gift has served Nugent, inspired others, and honored God over the years. Another major contribution that I want to highlight, in fact, I actually already covered this, you can read this just now. There are but two examples of your remarkable contribution to Nugent over the years. Needless to say, your legacy is greater than these and your involvement far broader. You haven't simply been servants in the house, you have been parents. As Pete used to say, we want to be a people who order our lives around the gospel. In fact, Pete stole that from, from Todd Hunter, actually. Just. Yes, yes. The church that I would build would be a community of people who believe the gospel so much that they actually order their lives around it. When I was in, in, in living with them in Maritzburg in 2000, this was every, every week from the pulpit, that was what we learned. Todd Hunter. When I moved down here, everyone thought it was Pete. Anyway. <laughs> and the fishers are proof that this sentiment is possible. Josh and Sandy, thank you for all your years of faithful servant. On a personal level, we love spending time together in friendship, and we so appreciate the love you have for our little girls. May God bless you in your going, and may you be a blessing, just as you have been in this last season. And then just in, before we're going to pray for you guys and get you to speak, um, we've just... just Try to think how we could bless you. And I, you know, I'm not a wine connoisseur, but I have a man who is. Thank you, Craig. And apparently this is what, Craig, tell us, this is what kind of wine? A collector's item. It's a beautiful bottle of wine. And it's, um, it's a 2009 vintage. That's the year that you guys began with us. And so just a, a bottle of wine to commemorate that and to thank you. And then um, from Nugen, it's, not, it's so little in terms of what you guys have done over the years, but just a, a holiday getaway to Call Call, which I think is a, I've heard is an incredible space, and I know you guys love your wine, and I know that you love um, at break, and so this is just a, a gift to say thank you, and so we, we love you guys.